fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? listening. Thank you for sharing evidence you can trust on Energetic Health Radio and This Week in COVID, those wonderful research articles found on the America Out Loud Network. Let's do what's right and share information from the heart for the betterment of all. Are you ready for another great show? Fantastic. Let's go to work. Question of the day. Why did the CDC stop reporting all vaccine breakthrough data on October 30th, 2021. Hmm, a little curious, isn't it, right? They stopped reporting so they could weaponize data, create nationwide chaos, and make fraudulent claims like this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. What an absurd, absurd notion. It's not. It's not a pandemic. And the people most impacted, regardless of vaccination status, are still the same demographic as when we began. Obese, over 50 with multiple pre-existing conditions, multiple pre-existing diseases and severe nutrient deficiency. This is what I'm gonna be driving home throughout the first part of this year. It's not enough for us to simply look at the high risk as by age and by obesity and by multiple pre-existing diseases. We have to get into the real root cause is that there is severe nutrient deficiencies. Folks, I'm gonna tell you the truth, and this is something I've been working really diligently to get across to many of these great people on the forefront of this movement, this freedom movement. We're trying to get to a solution and that solution has to involve nutrition. Absolutely has to. In fact, there's no real solution to this crisis that doesn't involve addressing that exact root cause of the problem, severe nutrient deficiency nationwide. For two years now, two years, I have been begging public health officials, and elected officials to issue nutritional guidance for all Americans. Begging. I have the emails to prove it. Begging. And to no avail. Why have I been begging? Because the CDC has been publishing studies for years. They're called NHANES, Nutritional Analysis Studies. And these studies as of the last one that was published by the CDC in 2016, tell a very grim picture of the nutrient status of each American in this country. Americans by and large are deficient in the bare minimum of key immunological nutrients. Americans are severely deficient in the bare minimums. We're not even talking about optimal range or therapeutic range. We're talking about the bare minimum Americans are deficient in. Americans are deficient in vitamin A, 
How much do you say? 35 to 45% of all Americans are deficient in vitamin A. Vitamin C, 37 to 46% of all Americans are deficient in vitamin C. 60 to 84% of all Americans are deficient in vitamin E. 11 to 15% of Americans are deficient in zinc. And that doesn't even count for how hard it is to get zinc into the cells, something that Dr. Zelenko has been doing an excellent job teaching on. That's why he's been talking about quercetin with zinc and green tea with zinc and hydroxychloroquine with zinc because they're zinc ionophores. They help get zinc into the cell where zinc can now act as an activator of enzymes that are antiviral. It's a key feature. And then there's one other nutrient that's of high importance, vitamin D. 65 to 95% of Americans are deficient in vitamin D, and that's only increased over the last two years as more Americans, particularly in the high-risk demographic, have stayed indoors. Folks, that's the root cause, severe nutrient deficiency. And until we address that, we are not going to see this turn for the better across the country. So with that being said, there's no real solution to the crisis until the CDC does a complete 180 about face. Public health officials do a complete 180 about face and say, we're going to issue guidance on nutrition to all Americans like we issued guidance for distancing that we had no proof on, masking that we have no proof on, washing hands, which is actually the best advice we've gotten. Folks, until we get that issued, we've got nothing. But there's another level, the weaponizing of data, and that's going to be the focal point for today's show. We're going to be talking about vaccine breakthrough. Until the CDC stops weaponizing some data, and I got some bombs to drop in the next couple of weeks on variant analysis and genomic sequencing, things that you didn't know you were going to have to learn about, but you better know if you want to be free. The CDC also is going to have to stop hiding other data like vaccine breakthrough. So what's vaccine breakthrough? It's really vaccine failure. They just marketed it and renamed it so it sounded more acceptable because you couldn't have people repeating vaccine failure, vaccine failure, vaccine failure every day. So they called it vaccine breakthrough for the first time. It was always before this called vaccine failure. Failure to protect, failure to inspire the immune system to develop natural immunity to that artificial infection, because that's really what a vaccine is. And these aren't even vaccines, these are gene therapy. And they're still in experimental phase testing, something that everybody conveniently forgets. So what lengths has the CDC gone to in order to hide this vaccine breakthrough data? Well, let's count the ways. Number one, the CDC set up special rules for what constitutes vaccine breakthrough from the start. Fully vaccinated means that you have received all of the shots in the series, two of the Moderna NIAID, the Fauci shots, two of the Pfizer shots, or one of the Johnson and Johnson's, and that it's been at least 14 days since your last shot in the series. That's right. 
If you had received two of the Moderna shots and it had only been 13 days and then you got sick and you tested positive on the PCR, they would call you unvaccinated. Why? Because they never created a third category. Either you were fully vaccinated by their ridiculous definitions or you were unvaccinated. So if you had one shot, you're counted as unvaccinated. If you had two and it hadn't been 14 days, you're counted as unvaccinated. And now that they've further created more chaos by adding a new criteria in what's called up to date for the boosters. Now, if you don't have a booster, you are considered unvaccinated and statistically counted in that category. So somebody like me who's never gotten the shots and never will is now categorized in the same group, the same cohort of people who have gotten two shots but won't get a booster. Does that make sense to you? I hope it doesn't because it doesn't make sense to me. And it's an intentional thing that the CDC did to mess up and create fraudulent data, to manipulate the data. Now, the CDC set up other special rules. Did you know that you cannot be considered for vaccine breakthrough if your PCR test has a cycle threshold value above 28? What does that mean? That means that the CDC is openly admitting if your cycle threshold value is above 28, it's likely a false positive. In fact, Dr. Sin Heng Lee has done some calculations on this and shows that for every number above 28, 28, 29, 30, 31, there is an exponential rise in false positives. And by the time you get over 32, the likelihood of false positivity is in the 97 percentile. Folks, the 97 percentile. The CDC knew this and said, well, we can't have false positives inflating vaccine breakthrough. So let's give them special rules. So if you are testing for the infection and you're considered unvaccinated, you're partially vaccinated, you're not up to date, your cycle threshold ceiling is going to be at 40. So that means if you test positive on the cycle threshold at 37, 38, you're still considered positive in a new case, even with no symptoms. But if you've been deemed up to date, you've gotten to, you've been a good boy and you've gotten that booster, well, now guess what? Now your cycle threshold is 28. It drops all the way down because the CDC wanted to do something very important for messing up the data. They wanted to fraudulently hyperinflate infection cases. And they've been doing that from the very beginning with this ridiculous PCR that's not even supposed to be used to diagnose infections, active infections. And then they wanted to, at the same time, deflate the number of vaccine breakthrough cases. And this is how they did it, by manipulating the rules and manipulating, therefore, the data. Number two, the CDC doesn't require all state health departments to track vaccine breakthrough. Doesn't that sound like a shock to you? It really gets under my skin. Early on in 2021, almost no states were reporting vaccine breakthrough. In the first quarter, there was only a handful and they were doing a terrible job of it. It wasn't like they told every hospital, we want you to be on the lookout for this because we need to know. No, the reality is they didn't want to know. 
That's why they've never considered natural immunity. That's why they've never said, hey, we should test people to see if they already have antibodies and T-cell activation, T-cell priming. We should test them before because if they have that, there's no need for these experimental shots. It's all risk, no reward for them. That's why they aren't testing people after they've gotten the shots to make sure that the experimental shots have inspired an immune response. It's just, well, you got the shots, then you must be immune. No, that's not how it works, folks. By December 2021, only 31 out of 51 state health departments were reporting vaccine breakthrough. You, you heard me correct. As of a few weeks ago, only 31 out of 51 state health departments. Why do I say 51? Because I count Washington, D.C. Number three. On April 30th, 2021, the CDC stopped reporting vaccine breakthrough cases, but they continued to report breakthrough hospitalizations and deaths until that was no longer convenient for their fraud. That's what it is. It's fraud. When a liar lies, call them a liar. And when government agency defrauds the American people, call it fraud. Call it what it is. Number four, and this is what got me. On October 30th, 2021, the CDC stopped reporting vaccine breakthrough hospitalizations and death as well, and all in favor of propaganda called vaccine effectiveness rates. You heard that right. On October 30th, 2021, the CDC completely stopped reporting all vaccine breakthrough, completely. So what did I do? I said, you know, I better start going down to the state health departments and see who's tracking it and get that data so we have it. So in November, I started logging it. And then in December, I updated it. In January, in a couple of weeks, I'll update it again and we'll track it every month. But I'm gonna tell you folks, from November to December, what happened will blow your mind. And we'll get to that in a few minutes after we take a short break. Today, we're gonna to go through this data together and I'm gonna take it slow. I want you to understand what's going on. And at the end, I'm gonna share with you a vision that I had last night, a vision of hope straight from God this vision came and with specific messages for us to help us win this war of illusions, this war of lies, this war of fraud. You can download that latest vaccine breakthrough data plus all the latest VAERS data, injury data, and the recovery rates on the America Out Loud network. You can look for This Week in COVID number seven, authored by yours truly, Dr. Henry Ely. Everything I say, folks, I can prove because I want you to be informed so you can think for yourself and you can make the decisions that are right for you and your family. The government doesn't have that right. Officials with conflicts of interest don't have that right. That right must rest with the person who has to suffer the consequences of whatever decision they make. That's what being an American is. Folks, we'll be right back after these short messages. Energetic Health Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Are you ready to take control of your health and find that exit door from all this nonsense? At EHI, we'll help you tap into the power you already possess, heal what hurts, 
as you learn organic, evidence-based nutrition, botanical medicine, Eastern energetics, Western science, and so much more. Learn what every doctor should know, learn from people who really care, and love what you'll learn for a lifetime. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org and bring the joy of energetic health into your life. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. I'm excited to talk about a new product from Healthy Cell, AC11. This is a patented bioactive extract of Uncaria tomentosa from the Amazon rainforest. It supports cell DNA repair and health span. It's a dietary supplement. I'm excited to try it. Many are interested in longevity and attenuation of senescence. We know that telomere length and other uh, biologic measures are related to senescence in uh, 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 clinical and uh, preclinical studies, particularly of animal models. And I can tell you as a doctor, dietary supplements do hold the promise of attenuating repair and damage in our body due to stress, physical wear and tear, sunlight, etc. And there's a tremendous opportunity for supplements to help us in this area. And so Healthy Cell has brought a product to market for you to try as part of your health portfolio. So please go to HealthyCell.com and in the promotional code, list out loud for 20% off your first purchase of products from Healthy Cell. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Because of COVID-19, many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 112 times per month. But by simply keeping our immune system strong, we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease. One little known way to do this is by taking AC11, a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, taking AC11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC11. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. All right, welcome back, everyone. There's a lot to go over, so we're going to do something that's very important. We're going to take it very slow. I'll do my very best to explain this in a way that makes sense. But right before we do that, I just want to share with you what's been going on clinically uh, over the last just couple of days. Um, as you know, I have been consulting with people for the last two years, and I've been doing it for free and will continue to do so. I won't take a penny for COVID, period. All right. Will not do it. And something interesting has happened. And in the span of like two hours, I got like five or six uh, calls of people, you know, really worried because they're showing symptoms and they think it's COVID. And in some cases we had a positive test and some we didn't, but everybody's really scared. Why are we scared? Because that's what we've been living in for the last two years. Fear, fear, fear. So 
I work to get everybody calm down, take a breath, right? Take a breath. And we start getting into the fundamentals of the nutrition, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin A, zinc, quercetin, bifidobacterium, liposomal glutathione, all the things you can find on COVID Con 21, covidcon21.com. You can go to free resources and look up immune priming. You can also find a lot of this information on the America Out Loud platform. I've written about it extensively. All right. Here's the good news. Every single person that I talked to was better within 24 hours. Now, not fully recovered, but noticeably better. Fear gone. I'm feeling better. I was worried because I didn't know if this was going to get really bad. And then they find out that nutrition works. The root cause, folks, is severe nutrition deficiency, severe nutrient deficiency in people who have the worst symptoms and have to be hospitalized. And in some folks, of course, don't make it. What's the root? Severe nutrient deficiency. Address the root, heal the root, heal the body. That's what the philosophy is, and it's worked every single time I've used it. Now, with that being said, keep in mind, this is for educational purposes, and we want you to share this information with the medical teams that you trust so that you can get the best care and you can be in the partnership that you're supposed to have with your doctors, with your medical team. It's not supposed to be a dictatorship. It's not supposed to be people in white coats walking around like they're God, the hubris, the ego of it all, the bullying of it all. It's supposed to be a partnership where you're at the head of the decision-making tree. That's right. There's something called the patient bill of rights. You have the right to refuse treatment. You have the right to seek alternative means. Look it up, patient bill of rights. Well, let's get into this vaccine breakthrough uh, data and let me do the best I can to explain it on air. Keep in mind, you can get a copy of this data. You can download the report with all cited references. So you can go click and verify what I'm saying always. You can go to This Week in COVID number seven on the America Out Loud platform and, down, and download the entire PDF and see for yourself what's going on. Let's start with breakthrough cases. When we look at breakthrough cases, the first thing that we want to get into is a, just a general understanding of, you know, which states aren't reporting. So let's go and look and see which states aren't reporting, aren't updating their data if they did do a previous report. The states that aren't break, updating breakthrough cases, okay, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, uh, Florida, sadly, um, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana. Uh, let's see who else here. Um, Ohio, Texas. Wisconsin and Wyoming, all right? So maybe your state is on that list. Now remember, this is cases. Some states will report 
hospitalizations or deaths and not cases. Some will report cases and not hospitalizations or death. There's no uniformity across all of the state health departments. And that's another failure of leadership and a failure of the CDC and the Health and Human Services Department, the FDA and the, the, the Joseph Biden and his administration. These are, these are catastrophic failures. Only 31 out of 51 U.S. state health departments are really reporting data on a monthly basis and doing some semblance of updating. So when we look at this, you know, we want to look at which states are, and let's see if your state's on this list. California is, Connecticut is, Delaware is, District of Columbia, DC is, Georgia is, um, Indiana is, Kentucky just started, Maine, uh, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, uh, Mississippi. Their Mississippi is doing a terrible job of reporting, though they're one of the worst states on reporting this. They're so dramatically underreported. Missouri, Nebraska, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, uh, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, another state doing a terrible job, grossly underreported. Tennessee, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia. So if you're in one of those states, they're reporting cases, all right? Now, I won't do that same thing for hospitalizations and, and deaths because it would take forever and it's going to be a little bit boring if we do it that way. But I want to give you a feel for if your state is at least doing something. Some states are doing a pretty good job, actually, of publishing the data. But you know what's funny when you go um, looking for this data? In almost every state, with this exception of maybe three, four, or five different states, it's damn near impossible to find the data. I have to go digging and digging and digging and digging and digging to find the data that should just be on their dashboards. We should have a section on every dashboard showing, okay, this is where the vac the experiment has is working, this is where it's failing, right? So we can be objective but that's not how it is. Why? Because they all want to hide the ugly truth. The ugly truth is these experiments have failed. Anything that has injured more than a million people, at least, we know that's grossly underreported in Barris. Anything that has failed to protect Americans, over a million Americans, and all of this data coming in a year is an abject failure. There's no victory lap here for uh, the people who put this into motion. There's no victory lap for Fauci and for all of the, the, you know, the people that are celebrating this and want you to stay scared. There's no victory lap here. So when we look at this, I find that to be very telling, right? The CDC has stopped publishing this compilation of data, the states make it damn near impossible to find this data, most of them. Why? Because they don't want you to know. Because when you know, it pierces through their veil of secrecy. It, it draws the darkness of their illusions into the light of truth. So when we look at cases, Let's, let me help you drop your jaw just a little bit, okay? In November, so this is, you know, November where we're talking about, you know, maybe there's been in some states as much as 10 months worth of data collection, 
All right. So by the time we get to November, maybe in some states, there's about 10 months of data collection, but it's really grossly underreported what's going on here because, you know, the CDC put all these crazy rules in place and, you know, and nobody's really following it. And, and so many doctors just dismiss it. No, it, it couldn't be the vaccine. Oh, it can't be COVID. You've already been vaccinated. You're fully vaccinated. It couldn't be COVID. It's got to be something else. We're just going to call this the flu and whatever, right? Well, as of November, nationwide, there were 1.4 million confirmed vaccine breakthrough cases, 1,446,807 to be exact. And remember, that's out of 31 out of 51 states doing some reporting on this. Well, folks, from November to December, this is what the CDC doesn't want you to know that number jumped by over 1 million new cases. And that's with major states like Florida and Texas not updating. It jumped by more than 1 million cases. It jumped to 2,586,927. It went from 1.4 million to almost 2.6 million in one month. That's an increase of 78.8%. That is an abject failure. Remember when they said that the Pfizer experimental shot was going to prevent infective spread by 95%, 95% efficacy, right? That wasn't 95% efficacy because it lowered symptoms. It was 95% efficacy because it prevented supposedly the spread. That's what the EUA was based upon. It wasn't based upon symptom reduction. It was based upon reduction of infective spread. Folks, anything where we see a 78.8% increase, where there was more than 1.1 million increase in breakthrough cases from November to December, that's a failure. There's no way you can say that that's efficacious. When we move to the next category, Breakthrough hospitalizations, you know, we see a very similar trend. Now, you've probably heard from multiple public health official, officials that the this is this this is just it, it irritates me so much when I hear these stupid phrases coming out of obese people's mouths, acting like they're arbiters of some notion of public health. They're not even healthy themselves. You can see them just stuffing Twinkies in their faces in between takes. These people are bold place lying to you when they say this is a pandemic, let alone a pandemic of the unvaccinated. When they say, oh, the hospitalizations are, these are filled up with the unvaccinated. Well, yeah, if you call everybody who's not up to date unvaccinated, yeah, then yeah, you can say that 99% are because how many people got the third shot? It's ridiculous that we don't have multiple categories to assess this. Completely unvaccinated like me, partially vaccinated, fully vaccinated, boosted. We should have four categories right now so that we can really look at efficacy and safety data. But nope, that's not what the CDC wants. 
there's two categories, up to date and unvaccinated. You're either up to date or you're unvaccinated. And now all these groups get put together, partial vaccinated and completely unvaccinated and people who just got the series, but not all of those are grouped together now. And those can't constitute breakthrough cases. They're not eligible for it because they're not up to date. You getting it? Are you getting it yet? I hope you are. That's fraud. And even with that level of fraud, breakthrough cases increased by over a million from November to December. See, that's what they don't want you to know about. That's why they stopped reporting on this. That's why the public health departments are burying this data so they can say they did it, at least 31 of them. They can say they did it. The truth is out there, but you got to go digging if you want to find it. Well, I grabbed my shovel because there's a whole bunch of SH, you know what, T that we got to get out of the way because all of this stinks. So we hear Joseph Biden come out and say it's definitely the unvaccinated. We hear governors come out and say it's definitely the unvaccinated. The people that are being hospitalized, these are definitely the unvaccinated being hospitalized, right? That's why you got to get this. You're, you're making this worse for everybody. We're going to die. Merry Christmas. That kind of nonsense, right? Happy New Year. That nonsense, that fake nonsense. Well, listen to me. In, through November, there were 56,324 confirmed breakthrough hospitalizations. 56,000 confirmed breakthrough hospitalizations. From November to December, that number increased increased by over 30,000. November to December, that number increases from 56,000 to over 90,000 Americans hospitalized who trusted the shots, who trusted the government and still had severe outcomes anyway, had to be hospitalized. That's an increase from November to December of 60%. Folks, these numbers are mind boggling that you could have the audacity to claim that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated and that the only people being hospitalized are the, that, the unvaccinated. Even with all of your ridiculous rules that you put in place to prevent the growth, the inflation, of the fully vaccinated, the up-to-date vaccinated being hospitalized. And to make this look like this is the, the, the plight of us stupid Americans who are having the ignorance to question the miracle of these mRNA lies. It went up by 33 thousand in one month's time, an increase of 60%. And that's one thing. But what about the next thing, the next category? Breakthrough deaths. The thing that nobody's talking about. These are the things that we're supposed to 
prevent the infective spread, right? That's how vaccines work. You're supposed to get an artificial infection. Your immune system responds to the artificial infection. You develop a artificial immunity. It's a natural immune response, but it's to an artificial infection, but your immune system kind of figures out, and then you don't need a booster for several years, right? You remember how this is supposed to work, right? You don't need a booster for four to seven years, and you don't have to worry about everything. And then they conned everybody into getting an annual flu shot, right? That has a, a failure rate over 80%. Every year, a failure rate over 80%. The people who get the flu are the people that get the damn shot. I've seen it for 20 years in practice. And now they've gotten this to the point where they say, you now are going to need a shot every couple of months for the rest of your life. Every couple months, wow, what a, what a product you can put out there. Well, if it's so damn miraculously, if that's even a word, if it's such a miracle, why do you need it every couple of months? Why do you need two and three and four shots in the same year? And is that safe? Well, yeah, it's safe. We've, we've studied it. No, you have not. That was not a part of any of these clinical trials. These clinical trials weren't based upon boosters. And if that's even being studied right now, it's still in clinical trials. So we don't know what the long-term implications are. It's all stinks. And I feel sorry for the people that trusted, the families that trusted these liars. Because through November, there were 16,000 111 confirmed breakthrough deaths. That's already too many. But from November to December, that increased from 16,000 to 24,903, just under 25,000, an increase of 54.6% from November to December. 20, we can say this confidently, 25,000 Americans have died post-inoculation because they got infected when the shot was supposed to help provide protection for them. It failed to protect. Another 23,000 died post-inoculation from injuries. And that's to say nothing of the people that are going to deal with permanent injury and have been permanently injured or had life-threatening experiences. And we're those in, in the over 100,000 Americans that got hospitalized post-inoculation or the more than 6,300 Americans that, have, were, that died post-inoculation within 48 hours. And guess what? There's no autopsies being done. There's no autopsies being done to determine whether the shots were the causative factor, whether there's a buildup of spike protein or there's a, or there's buildup of lipid nanoparticles or things like that. There's no autopsies being done. Why? They don't want to know. And they don't want you to know. If somebody is doing that data, I hope we get a, that, that investigation. I hope we get a, our hands on it because this stinks. Never in American history have we allowed any product to stay on the market that has failed over a million Americans and injured another million Americans 
within a year. Never have we allowed this. So why are we allowing this now? This stinks. We got to do something about it. That's the fact of the matter. That's the fact. It's with data, their data. This I didn't make any of this up. This is their data. It's with their own data that we got to bring the truth to light. So I urge you to share this information with your family, especially the ones that don't want to listen. Do it in a loving way, of course, but share it and let them know this is what you're not being told by the media. It's all cited. There's all references on there. You can click on the links and see it for yourself. My jaw dropped when I put this report together in December, and I'm terrified of what I'm going to learn in January because there's the propaganda narrative, and then there's the light of truth. And the propaganda narrative is hurting us, bankrupting us, dividing us. And the light of truth is going to be what brings us together. That's why we got to make sure we get it out there. Folks, you know, when I look at this, I think to myself, we have to hold people accountable. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, emergencies don't last for years. From the outset, the CDC repeatedly violated federal laws to hyperinflate COVID data and in doing so defraud the American people. They lied while we died. They failed while we suffered. They profit while we fight for what's right. If you're tired of this new normal of willful misconduct being okay, if you're tired of the corruption, then fight for your freedom using love, logic, and light by signing the grand jury petition that can set us all free. Go to covidcon21.com to educate yourself on the alleged crimes that must be brought to justice. Join the more than 100,000 Americans and growing demanding transparency, integrity, and accountability. This isn't a party issue. This is a freedom issue. And I don't want us to go back to the 1960s where dogs are biting protesters in our streets like just happened in Austria. Do you? Fighting for freedom takes guts, but it also takes money. It takes money to ensure we can educate the public with accurate information, and it takes money to fund the attorneys fighting for us. And there's a lot of good ones out there, folks. I get the pleasure of talking to them on a regular basis. Every dollar makes a difference. Every dollar goes to fund the fight for freedom. We encourage you to donate to covidcon21.com to ensure freedom is forever and freedom is for all. Let's do what's right, and let's enjoy the fight. Right back after these messages. Life and liberty.
liberty and the pursuit of 2022 is upon us. Happy New Year, my fellow Americans. It was Bill Vaughn who reminded us an optimist stays up until midnight to see the new year in. A pessimist stays up to make sure the old year leaves. Here's to all being an optimist. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Each of us is born with 30 trillion cells that make us. These cells determine how we feel, perform, sleep, focus, and how long we live. And to live our best life, all we have to do is feed our cells. But most food and supplements don't reach our cells, keeping us from reaching our full potential. Make every cell count with Healthy Cell. Founded with a mission to empower people to take control of their own health at the most fundamental level, Dr. Vincent Jampapa, world-renowned cell researcher and medical doctor, created supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. And that's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L. And use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, I have to share this vision that I had last night with you, it's, it's just so important. You know, have you ever had a dream that was so real that you could feel what was going on? You, if you ate something, you could taste it. If you, someone touched you, you could feel them touching you. If there were that there was clearly things happening that weren't coming from your mind. Well, I had that vision last night and it's such an honor and pleasure that I get to share it with you. I'm going to share with you the, the lesson first, then we'll get into the story. Because so I want to tell you a little bit about it. And I know sometimes people go, oh, well, I don't want to listen to your dreams. This isn't a dream, folks. This is information coming in that I'm privileged to share with you. You might hear some papers rustling. It's okay. It's just me flipping through my notebook. I was writing frantically this morning to make sure I could retain the entire, um, the entire scope of what was going on. I was taught and shown a vision that there are four challenges that we all are facing right now. The challenge, number one, to take no offense, to not be offended by what people are saying and doing. What a challenge that is, right? Because that separates us from God. Number two, to speak truth. Find that God courage that Kevin Jenkins was talking about and speak truth. Number three, to be selfless in what we do. This is the medicine. This is how we heal this. This is how we win this war. and to remain humble through it all. That we don't know everything, but to be confident and share what we do. So let me spend a couple minutes telling you a little bit about this story. I'll keep my eye on the clock here while we're going through. I was uh, renamed 
last night, which is a, a blessing that we get bestowed upon us. I was relamed Walis. Walis. And I have to do some work and looking up the significance of that, what the energy of that means. Because I don't know yet. And I haven't had a chance to really look at it today. But I was renamed in this vision. I came across some friends that I hadn't seen from college in a long time. And I was asking how they were doing. I was really excited to see one particular friend who wasn't visible in, in this vision. So I asked the friends that I saw, you know, how he was doing. And they said he was doing good. And I was so happy because I made a mistake in that relationship. He was leading me down the right path and I didn't want to go. And I didn't heed his counsel, his counsel that came from love. And he said, look, if you go in that direction, I can't go with you anymore. And I made a mistake. This was years ago. And thankfully, I've learned from it, but it never stopped me missing one of my dear friends. I still hope that he's doing really, really well. In this vision, we went into the home of, a, uh, of one of my friends, and there was some cheap furniture, you know, and you start seeing some things and the, the, the images become very sharp. But it's not just the images, it's the sounds, it's the taste, it's all these senses that are going on that let you know something's different about this. This isn't a dream, this is a vision. My intention was to, you know, really have one of my friends convey that I wanted to speak to the one friend that wasn't there. And while I was doing that, I was getting a sense that my friend that I was talking to, that she was shunning me. And I thought for a minute, wow, you know, I, I wonder why. I didn't understand at that moment, but then it dawned on me, you know, I haven't asked her how she's doing. I haven't checked on her. I was only thinking about my needs, my needs to wanting to talk to my friend that wasn't present. So we chatted about how she was doing and she showed me that she had been working actually with my friend and they would work together. They were, we were all engineers at one time. She had worked with him to develop a new um, polymer, a new plastic that could be used ex uh, less expensively and, and, and be more, um, uh, uh, conserve more heat into the, the building and things like that. You know, it was just this really interesting, you know, plastic, it replaced glass, you know, and, and she was really proud of it. And I was like really happy for her. And I was really happy for my friend that I wanted to talk to, but he wasn't there. And as I started to ask her more. She, her mood didn't change. It was still shining, very cold, very distant. So another friend of mine from uh, that time, the undergraduate years, when I was an engineer in a different lifetime, came into the room. And I thought it was the friend I was hoping would be there, but it wasn't. It was another one of my friends that came in. A very, very clear, crystal clear vision, like night is day, like just so right there, you know, and I opened up my hand and I reached out to give him a handshake and a hug. And he looked at my hand and he said, I'm not doing that. And I thought, wow, he's refusing my handshake. Huh. He was a little weird anyway, but wow, I feel so bad that I've hurt people so much that they don't even want to touch me. I knew 
in that moment, he was defending my friend because he worked for him too. And I was like, wow, well, I respect that. You know, you don't want to shake my hand and you're, you're defending someone that we both mutually care about. I, I respect that. And then I went with my first friend to this incredible building, this uh, huge courtyard, a huge hall that was in, in the front that had a, a courtyard. It didn't have a, a roof on it. It was just this beautiful, huge court courtyard. And she showed me her work, the glasses, the windows that had been replaced. And, and I looked at them and I, I thought, wow, that's really incredible what you've done. But still, she was distant. But there were a lot of people in this courtyard and there was a vibe. It seemed like it was like a medical center, but I knew, but it wasn't. It was something much more. And she, you know, ultimately walked away to go talk to some of the other people there and was more warm to them. And I thought, yeah, you know, I'm just not liked right now. And it, it hurt, but I understood. So I went exploring through the, the building and one of the rooms I went into, there was a people eating. And one of the things they were eating was uh, macaroni and cheese and, and pound cake. <laughs> like after you might have after a, a Sunday service, right? And they offered me some pound cake. And I said, thank you. And I tasted it. And it was really, it tasted good, but it, it crumbled. And, you know, pound cake is supposed to be a little spongy and it crumbled. And they looked at me waiting for me to kind of say, Ugh, you know, and say, I don't want to eat any more of this, even though they were all having the same experiences. And I didn't because I was a guest. So I, I said, no, it's, it's, it's good, you know, because what was good about it was the flavor. What wasn't good was the texture, but, you know, they don't need to know that from me. And ultimately, you know, I passed another test. I didn't realize it, but I passed another test. And then, you know, I went into the great hall again, and I walked by his rooms and I saw people practicing yoga and, and learning nutrition and getting healthy. And I, people were happy, but People, everyone there, very distant from me, very cold. And I said, wow, this is a place I want to be, but I don't know if they want me. And so there was a, a, a call for people to line up. And I said, let me go and line up with everybody. And as I went to line up, I was in the, in the back of the line, but people started flooding in and cutting in front of me. And I, 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 instead of inviting them in, I just let them come in, but I didn't say, hey, yeah, come in front of me. It's okay. I just was getting pushed back and pushed back. And ultimately I got pushed back out of the hall and onto the walkway into the hall. And when, as the line began to move forward, I was told I can't go into the building. And I said, oh, well, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to pray and meditate until and that I can go in and I hope that they'll let me and welcome me in at some point. And as night uh, began, as day became night, you know, um, ultimately I was praying, my eyes were closed in the dream and two people came and grabbed me under my arms and lifted me to my feet and, and said, it's okay, now you can go in. And I went in and as I went in, people started gently uh, slapping me on the face, not to hurt, but just to slap a little tap. And some would close a fist and gently hit my chin just to be an annoyance. And I thought, wow, what is going on here? You know, am I being initiated or something? And lo and behold, uh, one person said, you know, what do you want to do right now? And I said, I, I'm getting irritated. I want to annihilate you for hitting me in my face. And he smiled at me. And a woman at the far end of the hall in this great courtyard said, enough, come to me. 
And I went to her and she put her hand on my heart. My heart started to glow and she said, Walis. But I didn't understand what she had said at first. And someone told me later in the dream, your name is Walis. I have to look this up, it's very interesting. But he also said to me, you passed the first two tests beautifully, but the third and fourth you still need to work on. And that's when I went frantically into writing in the morning after I woke up and I found out that yes, we have these four challenges to take no offense, take no offense to a person refusing my handshake, to speak truth, to speak truth of how I feel, to be selfless and let people in front of you in a line if you need to, and then to remain humble. And that's what the slapping was, to remain humble, these lessons that we have to learn. And so I bring this gift to you today, these four lessons, in hopes that they will move you and maybe you'll spend some time with them in your thoughts, in your prayers, in your meditation, of how you can explore the utilization of these four challenges and bring them into your very being so that as a part of your being, they help make the world a better place for all of us. We're going to win this, but we're not going to win it by being angry. We're not going to win it by being offended. We're not going to win it by being selfish. We're not going to win it by being quiet. And we're not going to win it by being egotistical, because that's all of the qualities of our enemy. So what I say to you is this, my people, we have truth on our side. We have God on our side. Our obligation in this time and age is to treat the root severe nutrient deficiency and expose the fraud, the lies, the deception to end this war of illusion. And I hope you'll join me in this pursuit moving forward. Next week, we're going to bring on Dr. Russell Mars, a fantastic naturopath of decades of experience who's been curing patients without any harm. And he's going to talk to us about a high-risk case uh, that was also highly successful. I can't wait to share that with you. So until we meet again, may our creator shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. Mahalo. Mm -hmm. And peace be with you.